Hi, everyone. My name is Jonathan Fries, and you are listening to What the Fuck? Where we talk about topics that have caused so much damage, people don't come to church anymore. I happen to be the senior pastor of Music of Life Church Appleton, and I am joined by none other than the senior pastor of Music of Life Church, Kimberly, Pastor Joel Swakowski. <sighs> <laughs> wow. Thank you so much. Hey, wow. What an intro. I feel so affirmed. That's what Michael Jordan feels like, doesn't it? Oh. Exactly. Totally. <laughs> you know that music? Oh, yeah. yeah. You know that music that we can't afford, we can't afford to play. Right. We bump it up it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Pastor Joel, today we're talking about human thinking. That's good. Human thinking. Yeah. I was just Ooh. beginning to feel. <laughs> yes. So human what? Human not robot. Human not robot. This is yep. human thinking. So would you give us some background about this topic? I'd be happy to. So we've seen in the destructive and animal thinking episodes that everything a person does, word and deed, happens through a thought process. God created our brains to work in four different ways or in four different thought processes. And the Bible reflects this from beginning to end. Really quickly, John 1, 13 says, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So for simplicity's sake, we refer to the thought processes as destructive, which is the blood, animal, which is the flesh, human, which is the man, and godly, which is God. So that's why it's destructive thinking, animal thinking, human thinking, godly thinking. Nice. Like I said, we've already covered destructive and animal. The next in the progression in this episode will cover human thinking. Uh -huh. The human brain is divided into two main parts. The unconscious brain is 90%. That's what we talked about in the animal thinking. Mm -hmm. The conscious brain is the 10%. That's where we're going to be hanging out in the human thinking episode. The conscious brain is the part of our brain that we have direct control over. Like if I'm driving a car, there's so much, 90% of the car, I don't have direct control over. There's things going on under the hood. I can't control from inside the cab. Right. But there are things, 10% that I can control. The steering wheel, gas, the brake, the radio stations, mm -hmm. et cetera. So the conscious brain is what makes us human. It's where our morality lies it's where our beliefs are stored it's where we have memory and imagination where we can intentionally access those things and it's also where we lie hmm. so 10 and this is what makes us different than animals yes is this conscious brain this 10 percent of our brain right huh or i should say this is one way this is a this is a big way that we're different. 
right it is i could say that we have a soul you know i was just thinking that helps we do we do have a soul we do have a spirit there is a driver in in our car right exactly but but in terms of our brain physiologically 10 percent is conscious right and that is physiologically what makes us very different than animals that's a great yeah that's a really great way to to bring that resolution Okay, so we're talking about topics that have caused a lot of damage, Pastor Joel. How has human thinking damaged the church? Well, people tend to be largely ignorant of the different types of thinking that there are. And due to that ignorance, we're easily deceived. It is not bliss. Ignorance is not bliss. Ignorance is not bliss. And, and most people think that they're in a human thought process when they are, in fact, in an animal thought process. And furthermore, even when people are in a human thought process, most people believe this is where we're meant to be all the time. Hmm. But this level of thinking leads to us being worn out if we are consistently at the human thinking so for instance human thinking if human thinking was or conscious brain thinking was was the way that we got our energy and the way that we where our behavior came from and didn't wear us out Mm -hmm. just focus just do this stuff right and you would never get worn out for instance I mean, how many exercise books are there more every than ten, year? More than 10. <laughs> <laughs> more than 10 every year, I could say. Oh my gosh, probably every month. Why? Well, because people get worn out exercising. It's not, ju- it's not enough for me to just tell somebody you should eat well and exercise. If it was, then there would be one exercise book. And that's all there would ever need to be written but we keep writing new ones. We keep having new diets. We keep having new exercise styles because people get worn out in human thinking, this effort thinking you get worn out. Nice. You need to try something new or you need to take a break, shut your brain off. What does this conflict look like in the church then? Well, there's the strict side. Let's start there. This is the strict side is like the definition of human thinking, because it is effort. Mm -hmm. Effort your way into these behaviors. Unfortunately, the result of human human thinking is pride. Mm. Because man-made or human-made doctrine Mm. naturally tries to improve things or make things easier, which includes the commandments of God. So, for example, God told Adam not to eat from the tree. But when Eve told the story to the serpent, her version of the story said that God said not to eat or touch the tree. So the thought's this, you know what? If we don't touch it, then we'll for sure not eat it. See, I just made God's plan better. However... If you're going to touch it, then, hey, 
I mean, even if the, if it's an accident, what if you bump into the tree? Well, now you might as well eat it too, right? Hey, if oh. you're going to do something wrong, go all the way. This is actually an example of a, a man-made religion. What Eve did here is she's adding a list of rules, her own rules, onto God's word. Hmm. In an attempt to really, that's what religion is, is a man's attempt to bring salvation. So since we're human, we see improving on God's doctrine as showing how committed we are. How would someone support this strict human perspective with the Bible, Pastor Joel? Well, if it's just a list of behaviors, you could go to any verse that has a list of behaviors. The point, though, is the people on this side will ignore the how and why behind these lists. So the behaviors are effects. So people on this side, on the strict side, are denying causality. They believe that they can get the causes by focusing on and doing the effects. Hmm. Now, this can be done with robots, but not with humans. So like a program, right? Like caught like causes, like I could program in my house cleaning robot to do certain behaviors. Yeah, I mean, a Roomba. How about that? Yeah, there's an example. I can the Roomba, you can plug it in and it gets a program and then it will get the entire floor at this certain hours of time. And if I program it, then the effects will immediately happen. And every room is the same, right? And they're all going to do the same thing. Yep. And they all have the same programming. Nice. They're all wired the same. The issue, though, is humans are unique. Mm. And how humans get to the effect is different for different people. So human thinking denies uniqueness. Mm. And tries to make everyone the same. Which is the same thing a cult does which now we can see the connection between the Gnosticism and the strict side of human thinking. Yeah, interesting. Also, I guess people aren't Roombas. (laughs) We're not Roombas. Okay, good to know. That is good. I was wondering. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So how would you handle an interaction with someone who held this this perspective, Pastor Joel. So first, let's deal with the people who basically just are telling you to muscle through something or because the muscle through no pain, no gain. Yes. Fake it till I make it. Mentalities is human thinking. That's do the thing. You're abusing causality because you're not addressing the how and why. And you're just saying effort your way into it. I can ask these people, well, for how long? Mm. how long should I fake it until I make it as long as it takes when will I actually make it yeah right nice there you go do you keep doing things that drain you of energy Mm. has some if someone told you this would you change your behavior like would this be an would this be an appropriate way for me to get you to do something that I thought you should do is just by telling you to do it and to just effort your way through. 
because you know it's the right because you know you're supposed to eat well and exercise right everybody knows that's the right thing to do why don't you because it wears me out so you know what the answer must be is we all do the same diet and same exercises right Exactly. No. <laughs> right. And we, need work, to tell, right? and we need to tell people. And the reason why it's not working is because we're not telling people enough. Right. Right. So let me write it. another exercise book. Bingo. Because that one will be different. That one will work. It'll just be slightly uh, a different flavor of the same book over and over and over right. again. Until we get to the uniqueness of the person we're only at the human thinking level and eventually we're going to wear people out or wear ourselves out. Awesome. Summarizing the strict perspective then is that humans are often treated like they're robots. Is that right? Pastor Joel. That is right. Mm -hmm. Yep. So if I give you the information you need, it will always result in the right behavior. Right. So every Christian who's ever read the Beatitudes automatically gets to a place where they will rejoice and be exceedingly glad when they're persecuted for righteousness sake. I read them to you. I told them to you. You have that information, sir. So do it. Do it. Yes, man. I am a, I am a compelling speaker. (laughs) (laughs) Just maybe I need to yell it more and then people will do it. Right. Right. And really just that, that's the, what do we do it? it? Like we're computer programmers. So we just insert programs into computers and we get the results that we intended that works for every computer. Right. What if I don't get the results? I'm dealing with a human, but I'm treating humans that way. What do I think? Should I treat them differently? No, I just changed the programming. Nice. Oh, it's just the wrong program. That's that's all it is. It's just the wrong program. I just need to put into this robot. Yep. And that's, you know, and that's what eventually we get worn out on that new program. And then you stop, you know, the effects stop. Because we aren't robots. We aren't computers. Well, I know the Beatitudes. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Right? So it's yeah. like, yeah. Uh, cool. Is that, wait, that's the Matrix. It is. You plug it. Oh, that's the, whoa. I know Kung Fu. <laughs> whoa. Yeah. I, know, I know the Beatitudes. Oh, that's how much I love explaining things. I couldn't even... <laughs> enjoy that joke without making sure you knew that I know what you meant. I love it. I, I, I think that's great. I think there's some people out there that might be like, what, why is that funny? And then certain people that are like, Oh, Joel, stop. You're ruining it. <laughs> oh man. Perfect. Well, why don't we, uh, why don't we, before we go forward to the loose side, why don't we take a call, a phone from- call? Yeah. yeah, can you believe it? <laughs> what? Yeah, man, it's, who is this? Oh, it's Pastor Richard Tater. Pastor Richard Tater? That's right. Calling right. from McMillan, Alabama. Go ahead, Pastor Tater. You are on the line. 
Oh, yes. Hello, Pastor Joel and Pastor Jonathan. This is Pastor Richard Tater calling from McMillan, Alabama, your favorite caller, the best caller ever. Okay, so first of all, let me say, wow. Pastor Joel, did you know that you sound like my dickie? And when he left the church, he said it was a cult. Wait, was this after your son came back from the missionary trip? Hey, Pastor Tater, do you feel like talking about this? What? Yeah, why would it? Oh, 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 oh about my last call. I'm sorry, I got so emotional. Uh, Dickie would have made a magnificent pastor, y'all. I think he would have been better than even me. It's such a shame he isn't preaching the gospel. Well, what did he? What did your son say? He said the leaders ran the church like a cult. He said his friends' parents were afraid to confront the pastors after they were yelled at for asking questions about prayer. What ended up happening to his friend? Well, he left the church. So I'm sure that was also why Dickie left. <laughs> anyway, you know, thank y'all for letting me share. I, I will hang up and listen. Uh, this was my favorite podcast. To hey, God bless. Thank you so much for the call, Pastor Tater. Pastor Joel, it really sounds like bullying is a part of the human thought process strategy, doesn't it? It sure does. And with bullying, it's really about intimidation. Sure. So if a person is overloaded with information, they end up moving to animal thinking. And at that point, all it takes is a threat to push them into destructive thinking. And then we know at that level, all it takes at the I mean, destructive thinking, you're causing damage in your own and other people's lives. It's bad stuff's happening at that level. Right. So we talked about before in podcasts that 94% of people, right, are walking around in that animal thought process. Yeah. Pastor Tater called it zombie, like a zombie apocalypse, right? Yes, he did. And when someone's walking around like a zombie, they're just one event away. Yep. Yep. Just waiting for one thing to happen and then they go destructive, right? Right. Okay. What is the other side of the argument? We hit the strict perspective. Let's go to the, the complete opposite side to the loose perspective, Pastor Joel. Yeah. Now we can see again, the order in which we're doing these episodes is real important. With the Gnostics episode, and and now with human thinking, these loose sides are very similar. And here we see on the loose side with human thinking, it's we try our best. We're humans. We're messy. So all we have to go by our feelings. Mm -hmm. So I feel like my way is right, and I feel like your way is wrong. And how have people been hurt by that perspective? Well, no one's actually being helped with what they believe or why they believe it. No one's being helped with their behavior. Just like these exercise books again. Are they really helping people long-term have mm -hmm. more healthy behaviors? Hmm. Or is it just for a time period, a season, and we get burnt out? So, and, and unfortunately, these people on this loose side are also 
people were not able to confront, just like the Gnostics. They put themselves in a position where you you can't you can't show them or help them see that they're wrong. How would you handle an interaction with someone who held this loose perspective? Well, since this is very similar to the Gnostics, I can ask some of the same questions. You know, like, do you ever try to convince people of something you believe? Hmm. Like, if it's okay to just believe something or, you know, we're just trying our best, then you should never try to change anybody's mind, right? So these people aren't in a human thought process. When you're on the loose side, you're not in a human thought process. But they appear to be because they fire back immediately. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's that's interesting. I can I can really see how human thinking and Gnosticism are very closely related. Right. Where the person is the source. I feel it. Yep. If I feel it, it is the way that it is. Yeah, and we're talking pride, we're talking humility or uh, idolatry, right? Which was all issues within the Gnostics belief. And the person ma- right, the right, the person making themselves their own idol. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So when you see this human thought process, these issues impact the church, the strict side and the loose side, what are your thoughts? When I see this impact the church, I think man, there's so much potential that's being wasted. And I see people typically in three different categories. This first categories are the people I feel sorry for. These are people who think they're in a human thought process, but they are walking around and acting as zombies or in an animal thought process. And these people think that because they are human, that it means that they're acting as a human. And they're ignorant of the fact that their behavior is hurting people. So I feel sorry that a lot of the time these people are saying things and doing things that they're completely unaware of. Mm. Just operating on zombie mode, right? Yeah. Auto, you know, autopilot. Yeah. There's the category of people I understand why they do what they do. These are people who know that they're being treated like robots in the church. And they leave due to feeling hurt and feeling massively misunderstood. Like you don't understand what I've been through. Mm. You don't understand who I am. They know the churches that they've had these experiences with are operating as a cult. Then there's the category of people I'm impressed with. These are people who know They need to know why they believe what they believe. And people who seek to understand themselves and other people uniquely. Because we are humans, so we are unique. Nice. So what is the ultimate answer? Ultimately, people who are thinking as a human are intentional and aware and focused on uniqueness. However, they also know that this isn't the ultimate thought process. Otherwise, they get in pride and even can act cultish and maybe even form cultish groups without even knowing it. Hmm. But ultimately, human thinking is focused on why 
it's focused on understanding. And when I'm operating in human thinking the right way, it is the defense against Gnosticism. Because if I'm focused on why I believe what I believe, and I find support for that outside of myself, I'm acting in human thinking, and I'm defending myself and possibly others against the damage of Gnosticism. So every human thinks unconsciously without even trying. That's the 90% that works automatically, right? It's like information is being, is being processed right. in the brain. Right. 90%, sure. Every human has the ability to think consciously. That's to be in focused, right? Right. But it is an intentional choice. Hmm. So this means choosing not to think consciously is actually a choice to think unconsciously. In other words, choosing not to think consciously is a choice to think and act as an animal. Even so, man's natural way of consciously thinking is short-term. Eventually, we get worn out. And naturally, we focus on the physical or the tangible aspects of our lives and of the world. Mm-hmm. Man naturally thinks in a way that justifies himself. So we will eventually see what this greater thought process is. Well, we've already named it the godly thinking. And how we can get there on purpose, how we can identify it in others, how we can help other people get there, and how we all ought to strive for that greater thought process. So this human thought process is a stop or is a very important piece, a necessary piece to getting to the ultimate thought process. Yes. So if we ignore the human thought process, we will never get into a godly thought process. Right. Intentionally. Not intentionally, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you, Pastor Joel. This has been What the Flock. Yeah, this has been What the Flock. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, if you've been hurt by church, you're not alone. We're here for you.